Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto, featuring University of Texas golfer Mason Nome. Mason, welcome in. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. It's really cool to kind of follow your story for a while, man. And it's really cool to see you and now playing at UT and kind of, you know, a few years into your career there. But how have things been at UT so far? I've really loved every second of it. Obviously, it's it's an amazing program to play at, to play with, you know, play under Coach Fields and to play with such amazing teammates, amazing facilities. It's It's really a dream come true. And, you know, the last three years have been amazing and have one more, hopefully make it memorable as well. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, I'm glad you've been enjoying it and everything. But, um, you know, we'll we'll get into the questions here. And I like to bring it back to where everything started for you. And, you know, where are you from? And how'd you get into the game of golf? So born in Houston, uh, grew up playing pretty much all the sports when I was younger, played baseball, played uh, everything except for football. My dad wouldn't let me play. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, ended up getting in the game of golf at a pretty young age, had a little putting green in our backyard at the first house we lived in in Houston. And I'd go out with my, dad's on, my, with my dad on the weekends and practice with him and played my first tournament when I was eight and fell in love with the game ever since. And kind of grew up playing, playing quite a bit after that. And then obviously having, you know, Cole Hammer and Travis Vick, two of my, well, Cole, obviously a former teammate now and, and Travis, a current teammate. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool. And growing up with them competing was, was really fun. Yeah, I mean, that is just, I mean, that is just insane, dude. The, the talent that Texas can produce in golf, you know, in the golf world is, you know, it's pretty crazy. And so it's just really cool to kind of hear how you kind of got into the game of golf with those guys and stuff. So, um, but I mean, your high school golf, where'd Absolutely. you go to high school and all that stuff? You know, how was your high school days? Yeah, so I went to Kincaid and uh, actually was teammates with Cole for, for three years. Um, and that was, that was really fun. So we had you know, me and Cole on the team. And that, that was great. We won uh, the SPC championship, which basically was our version of state all four years. And, and that was a great experience getting to play with Cole. And then leading up, you know, I, I got to learn how to play in somewhat of a team format before I got here to UT. And so high school golf prepared me for that. And obviously it's an individual game, but at the same time, there's team components that you need to learn along the way as well. So that was cool. And, and um, yeah, so I went to Kincaid and, and that was great. Yeah, I mean, geez, it's so that's so cool to be able to play, you know, high school golf with Cole Hammer like that. And, you know, in so many years, you guys won, you know, won together. And then yet, you know, you guys go to the next level and stuff. That is so cool, man. I mean, it's just really cool to hear, like, all these golfers that come from Texas. I mean, it's insane, the talent. <laughs> There's a lot. There's definitely a lot. And we grew up playing, you know, SCPGA. And then you get into, um, you know, the Legends Tour, TJGT, play all of the, the great Texas Junior Tours. And then, you end up getting into AJGAs after that. And, you know, a lot of these guys, you end up seeing playing, you know, college golf and, and uh, it's really cool and yeah. beyond too. Right. Right. I mean, that, that is just so cool, man. And you, you touched about, you know, playing AJGA tournaments and all that. And I mean, you played in, you know, a ton of elite amateur tournaments in your junior career. And I mean, in your eyes, kind of what was, what was like the highlight of your junior career? Would you say, I mean, you did, you did a lot of stuff. I'm just really curious in your eyes, what really stood out to you the most? For sure. I, I definitely think there are a few that stood out. Um, obviously later on in my junior career, just getting to play the junior invitational at Sage Valley was one yeah. of the most memorable experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously the golf is amazing there, but just, you know, living, 
you know, in a house with those guys for a week. I remember Matt Wolf was in our house, obviously Cole, you know, many others. So that was really fun, the whole experience. Going back even further before that, um, winning Junior World, the Callaway Junior World Championship when I was 12, obviously that was a long time ago, but that yeah. was because it was my first big win. And, and, and that was, that was, uh, that was very fun out in uh, Saquon and San Diego. Yep. Yep. Um, and that was, that was cool. And, and actually even going before that, playing SCPGA events, I won a pretty good amount in a row. I don't remember what the number was, but there were nine whole events. And, and that's when I really fell in love with the game. But I remember I won a pretty good amount of tournaments in a row and I dedicated that season to my mom after she got really sick and, and had a stroke and almost died. Oh my gosh. And, um, wow. and that was, that was one of the most memorable things being able to, to play and dedicate a season to, to my mom was something that I'll never forget. Absolutely, man. I mean, that is just, it's really cool to be able to do that. Like you said, and you know, hopefully everything is okay. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's tough. That's tough stuff, man. But I mean, the junior career was just, you know, really decorated for you. I mean, you played in a lot of really high level tournaments with high level, you know, high level players in it. Um, and it's just really cool to hear how, you know, that is kind of something you did when you were younger, dedicating that season to your mom. That That's really cool, man. That's really Thank cool. You. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, you've, Obviously, you know, something that we're going to get into a little bit, but obviously the recruiting process is something that, I mean, you wanted to play college golf. I'm sure at an early age, you found that out that you wanted to do that. But I mean, the recruiting process, you know, didn't take very long for you. And obviously we'll get into that a little bit, but you know, when did you start the recruiting process and kind of how'd you go about it? Yeah. So I started playing a lot of AJGAs when I was 12, um, mm -hmm. got into it really, really early. And that turned out to be one of the best decisions that I, alongside my dad made, just getting exposure at a young age was very important. Playing as many tournaments as I could play. That was another important thing is that, that I'd play pretty much any tournament that, that I was able to, you know, college coaches love that. And I was able to perform pretty well when I was 12 and 13. And, and like you said, it happened very fast considering I was really young. Yeah. But I'd say I started the recruiting process right around when I was, 13 and, and it, it all was a blur and obviously it you know I, I I wouldn't take anything anything back by any means because I believe I ended up in the right spot and I've loved every second here at the University of Texas but definitely was early and a lot went into the decision but I'm very thankful and, and grateful that I made the this decision Absolutely. I mean, you started at the age of 12, which, you know, now the rules are totally different to where you can't talk till like sophomore or junior of your high school. But I mean, you started really early and you committed at like, I mean, uh, what age did you commit to UT at? I believe it was right before I turned 14. So <laughs> it was, it was at the beginning of my eighth grade year. I remember it was came to UT on an unofficial visit a few weeks before my birthday when I turned 14 and just fell in love with UT and and committed about a month after. And it was, uh, like I said, it was a blur, but I've loved, I've loved every second here. And so it's just, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it, it's, it's insane. That's gotta be the youngest, you know, I've heard of, you know, somebody committing, but I mean, absolutely, man. I mean, everything that you've, you know, you've really enjoyed being at UT and I feel like, you know, you being from Texas kind of UT is like, like that's where you want to be at. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. kind of like, like the dream school, maybe, I guess, if you're from Texas. 100%. And, and just so many things that go along with playing golf at the University of Texas. Obviously, the city of Austin, yeah. it's rapidly growing. It's, it's a great place to be when you're young. Um, a great school academically. That was another very important component in my decision. And, and also the golf. And I, I knew a lot of people coming here, which is obviously both good and bad. Um, <laughs> most, I'd say mostly good, but yeah, know, out, it's very important. And it's one of the things you need to do in college. But 
you know, having some, some friends here definitely helped, especially freshman year. Um, so there's a lot of things that went into it, but, but just being here in Austin playing golf and, and, you know, going to school at such a prestigious university is, uh, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, it just, I mean, you couldn't have said any better. I mean, the, the program at UT has produced amazing players. I mean, Jordan Speed, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, there's so many guys, Dylan Fratelli. I mean, so many guys that have gone through UT and I mean, it's just like insane. I mean, to be able to, I'm sure you've met all these guys like numerous times. I mean, yeah. that's. It, it's awesome. And, and, you know, I'm actually sitting in the Academy here at, at, uh, at our facility right now. And yeah, I'm not in the room. I'm not in our locker room right now, but I'm 20 feet away from it. And when you walk in the locker room, first thing you see is all the bags at the top. Yeah. And you see the names up there that are, you know, engraved on the bags. You have Bo Hostler, Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Leonard. Yeah. You know, um, just so many amazing names that have gone on to do incredible things, you know, major champions, PGA Tour winners. It's it's truly, I mean, I, I pinch myself sometimes just, you know, that I that I'm here and and it's really a dream. Absolutely, man. I mean, geez, it is it is just so cool, man. But obviously, I'm sure you got that question a lot when you were younger, like why did you commit so early? This, this, that, blah, blah. I mean, you had to have heard that a ton from people, huh? For sure. Yeah. I, I, I being young, I didn't hear a ton of it. Uh -huh. um, I know there were some, you know, a few articles and stuff written. I didn't really, I mean, I was a young 13 year old kid. I didn't really think much. Of right. It. Right. I, just, I was trying to make the best decision for myself and my future. And I felt that when, you know, I got an offer from, you know, the university of Texas at a young age, I, you know, obviously I'd, took my time to make the make the decision but at the same time you know it was my dream school and you know just I'm I'm so grateful and and it was very early but but I would never I'm so happy I made that decision absolutely man and I mean whenever you made the decision to go were you like anxious to get started at UT even though you were so young or was it kind of like put it on the back burner and enjoyed you know the remainder of your time before you went there I'd say for sure aspects of both there part of me wanted to get here as fast as I possibly could. And part of me wanted to, to enjoy being, you know, a kid getting better, going through the process and, and improving every single day. And there are definitely aspects of both, but I mean, I was for sure excited to be here and, mm -hmm. you know, get better and, and learn as much as I possibly could. And, and like I said, to play alongside amazing teammates has really helped my development a ton. But at the time I was very excited. I was very grateful and it was really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I remember, you know, it was, it was like seeing you commit and then I was, you know, following your story a little bit and just followed you on Instagram. And then next thing you know, it's like, okay, I think he starts next year at UT. And then now it's like, you got one more year left. Like what happened? It's crazy. Time, flies. time really flies, especially when, you know, you're having a, having a great time and, and yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I can't believe I've been here for three years. It's uh, it, it really is pretty mind boggling, but I've loved every second of it. Absolutely. I mean, and even before, you know, the, the year before you were going to start at UT, I mean, what were your expectations kind of going into the program? You've obviously, you know, you knew a lot, you know, you knew a few guys going on the team there and stuff, but I mean, expectation wise, did you kind of have any idea what you were getting into? I, I believe, I want to say I did have somewhat of an idea. Um, yeah. It definitely wasn't exactly what I had in mind. We uh -huh. qualify a lot here at the University of Texas and I think that's great because it gives everybody an opportunity to play, gives everybody yeah. an opportunity, a, a chance to, to make the lineup and, and make a difference here on this team. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that somewhat surprised me. I knew that there was a lot of open qualifying, but I love it. I mean, we qualify, you know, two, three, four days a week. 
So we're constantly competing against each other. And even when we're not qualifying, there's a lot of competition, you know, chipping games, putting games. And I wouldn't say that that's necessarily unique here at the University of Texas, considering that a lot of the other college programs are similar. Right. But I'd say the fact that we qualify as much as we do, um, you know, gives us a great opportunity to learn. It great, gives us a great opportunity to know where we're at mm-hmm. with our games and what to improve. And that was one of the things that definitely caught me off guard. But other, otherwise, I'd say the other, the other things besides the qualifying mm-hmm. somewhat fit in with my expectations. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I mean, like you, like I was saying, I mean, you able to know some people going into it and, you know, you're in Texas yet. I know Texas is a big state, but still it's kind of, you know, nice to be somewhat, you know, close to home. And, uh, but that is just so cool, man. I think it's, I mean, that is just so cool to, to be like remembering whenever you committed to now having you on the podcast here with one year left to go at UT. It's, it's crazy. I just think it's crazy. Um, But I mean, you've been enjoying your time ever since you started, you know, from your point of views, playing golf and, you know, everything that just the UT program offers. I mean, what what has your time at UT been like, you know, year to year as they progressed? For sure. Um, I'd say one of the words to describe that would be very busy. Uh, busy. And I yeah. Pretty much any college athlete, especially at a top tier school like Texas, you know, you're mm-hmm. balancing a lot of academic academic things uh, alongside with with traveling you know competing working out there, there's a lot of things that go into it um you know as you know as, as a lot of yeah. athletes know but um definitely definitely busy you always feel like you're doing something mm-hmm. um and you know you're always trying to get just a little bit better here and there and there, there's a lot of i'd say i'd say managing time is one of the most important skills that that i've learned you know what to do at what what point in the day um how to efficiently practice how to efficiently study um, those little things make a very big difference. And if we could all do that collectively here as a team, you know, whether it's in the classroom or, or on the golf course, it's going to going to help the team a tremendous amount. Absolutely, man. And I mean, it, it's just the time management is something that you'll be able to carry with you for the remainder of your life, you know, and that's, and that is a common thing that I've heard with people is that, you know, a lot of people think that, oh, you just, you, know, you go to college and you play a ton of golf. Like there's a lot more that goes into that for sure. And oh, the time management thing that you're talking about is definitely something that you'll learn quick. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And it'll, it'll, it'll hit you quickly. If, if, if you're not managing your time effectively freshman year, right off the bat. And, and that's something that I, that I learned. And um, I'm lucky that I've, that I've developed that skill to, to a pretty good extent. Absolutely, man. And now that you're kind of, you know, you're as the years went on and stuff and you playing at UT, I mean, obviously last year was a huge, you know, a huge, huge milestone for, you know, not only yourself, but all the other guys on the team, the UT program. I mean, it was just amazing at Greyhawk. Um, I mean, the national champions last year winning at Greyhawk and everything like that. I mean, I really want to talk about just leading up to that event. You know, what was it like? What were the guys kind of, you know, feeling before going to a national championship? Absolutely. I mean, we were, we were very excited and I'd say to even answer that question, I have to go a little bit six months prior when, when the yeah. kids their arms mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, obviously that was a crazy event. And when they came back, they came back with a vengeance, you know, Parker started playing really well. And then Pearson came back at Augusta and won the tournament by multiple shots. And, you know, we set a team scoring record at that event. And I'd say that was somewhat of, I don't know if turning points, the right word, but that was somewhat of the point where we believed that we could make a run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the next tournament we played was Paso Tiempo and we won there mm-hmm. and nearly won big 12s coming down the stretch with OSU and OU. Yeah. Um, and, and so we built a lot of confidence at those events, you know, got through at regionals and then 
nationals was an amazing, amazing experience, obviously, but leading up to that, we were just very excited. We want to get out there. And, and to be frank, some of us were pretty angry because of what happened the year before. Right. Um, you know, we didn't play very well. <laughs> and so that was disappointing for us last year. And, and we wanted to, uh, to make sure that didn't happen this year. And we got through stroke play and, you know, once we got into match play, we knew that, that there was only eight teams left and we just had to play, you know, two more really good, good days of golf. Absolutely. One, it's like, you know, like you said, you know, last year, you, you guys, you know, obviously had, had a little bit of unfinished business, I guess. And you guys really kind of, you know, kind of lit the fire for you guys getting back to this national championship. But I mean, obviously you go through stroke play, you guys get to match play. What was it like as each round was kind of, you know, each round of match play was going on and you were getting closer and closer to those finals, you know, what, what was the like, what kind of golf did you have to play on that golf course? To win any match against anybody in match play at that level is, is very difficult. So, and so I was just trying to, to, to do, to do my best to, to get a point up there for the team. And, and I know the other four teammates were doing the same thing and, and it's tough. And, you know, there's going to be ups and downs in the match for sure. But I think we were immensely prepared for match play. We had won the big 12 match play earlier in the year. And so we had some pretty good match play experience. And I think that put us at a slight advantage just from a confidence perspective. So we went in knowing that we were playing good golf. We had a, played a really good third round, a really good fourth round of stroke play at NCAAs. And that gave us a lot of confidence going in. And the OSU match was very tight. We ended up, yeah. you know, getting through there and then playing Van, Vanderbilt, who was, you know, arguably the, the best team in the country at the time and, mm -hmm. you know, winning there. And then we knew that we had, you know, the ultimate test of playing ASU, you know, basically on their home turf, you know, with all the, the, the Arizona State fans. So we knew that, that was going to be a tough day and prepared very well for it. And um, it was just, it wasn't, it was just such a blur and, and an amazing experience. It's hard for me to even really put it into words. Yeah. I mean, it's, I bet that winning moment, especially when Travis Vick won you, and then after you're probably like, it kind of blacked out maybe a little bit in that moment too. I mean, what, what was that like that winning feeling when Travis is running over to you guys? It was cool. And uh, actually my match was still going on. So yeah, that's right. You were on hole 10. Yes. Yes. So I was playing against uh, David Pooch. Um, yes. Obviously a, a very tough opponent in match play has an amazing short game, great out of the rough. Yeah. Obviously a great player overall and one of the top ranked players in the world um, at the time. And I knew it'd be a tough match. And, and luckily for me, I made a, nice 15 foot par saving putt that extended it to extra holes and so you know i saw travis walking down the fairway and at the same time you know i was walking with jp mm -hmm. down 10 fairway so yeah we just needed one point and hit my second shot on 10 and kind of was blinded by the sun as it was setting and thought i hit a pretty good shot but it you know apparently rolled off the slope into the water mm -hmm. so at that point my my focus to an extent because i david hit a great shot in there to a few feet i knew my match was likely to be over Mm -hmm. um, and so my attention somewhat turned to, to watching Travis. And so JP and I were, you know, a few hundred yards away from when it, when it actually happened. But yeah, um, it was, it was cool because I've told a lot of people this, but, but when Travis hit that great lag putt up there to, to gimme range, yeah, you could see everybody kind of run and congregate together, all of the, all of the burn, burn orange. Mm -hmm. But it took a while for the sound to build up since we were, you know, six or 700 yards away. Right. And that was a cool experience, obviously, but not being there in the moment was, was unfortunate, but, you know, like I said, I was so encompassed in just trying to win my match and, you know, it was cool getting to see my teammates, you know, a few minutes later and, you know, there's so much went into it, obviously. And, and, you know, you think about the people that, that helped you get to that point in that moment, but definitely blacked out after that, you know, you're just, you're overcome with emotion. 
And I mean, just everything that comes along after the fact of being national champions, coming back home to Texas. I mean, that had to have been a lot of, you know, celebrations going on back home, I'm sure, too. Absolutely. There was, there was a lot of celebration. And yeah, it was just it was so fun those days, those days after. But but in the moment, it was it was amazing, too. I mean, getting to getting to play. I mean, I, I can't even put into words how fun match play was. I think one of the reasons why we played so well is we we truly had fun playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously golf is, is fun most of the time anyway, but, you know, when you're playing well and, and you're playing free and, you know, you're playing with confidence, like, like our team had built up was, was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just amazing to see it all come together. And it was a little nerve wracking. I mean, there's no doubt about that, but for the way it actually finished was just, I, it's amazing. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolan Auto is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Kenyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says, They're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. I I I couldn't imagine being in that position. I mean, to be able to, I mean, go back on photos. I I was there just taking photos at nationals and being like, you know, the photo of all you guys, you know, with their shirts on, hats on, and just everything. It's just like... That is just something, a real huge accomplishment there. That is so cool. I mean, just congratulations on that, man. Thank you. Thank you. It was an amazing, amazing experience. Oh, my gosh. It was just so fun to be there. And there were a lot of people from, you know, supporting UT there as well. I mean, whenever you guys were on that green, there was a lot of UT people there. So it was, uh, and it's cool to be able to kind of watch it back on TV because, you know, all the national championships are, you know, televised now. So that is so cool to be able to watch that over, I bet. It was fun. It was fun. And, and my mom and dad had recorded all the coverage. And so, yeah, after, you know, a week later when I got back to Houston, I rewatched it with my dad. And, and that was pretty cool seeing it on TV afterwards. Yeah. You know, talking through the shots and, you know, saying what, you know, JP and I were thinking, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. And um, that was pretty cool kind of getting to see it from a different perspective. It was that was cool as well. Yeah. What's that? What's that like watching yourself on TV? Would you say? It's pretty funny. Um, you know, the whole time I was every time that I, I was hitting a shot on TV, I was basically just expressing what was going through my mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, what I was trying to do with the shot, um, things of that nature. And so it, it definitely is, is somewhat strange because a lot of the things that you see on TV, you didn't, you don't notice in the moment. Right. Um, you know, you're so, you're so just focused on, 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 you know, the process and everything that you're somewhat oblivious to a lot of the other things going on, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it definitely is different. There's no doubt absolutely man gosh it is so cool to be able to you know talk to somebody that was that was playing on the team you know and you know just like you said just given everything that you had and so laser focused on wanting to get you know wanting to win the national championship it's what everybody dreams of doing that's what every college golfer wants to do so to be able to do it especially the year that it was you know last last year of you know Cole Hammer and the Cootie brothers being at Texas I mean it's just it's a huge accomplishment for you guys it is just so cool so I mean congratulations once again thank you 
Thank that is you. awesome. And obviously, I mean, going into, you know, this year now, you guys are the reigning champion, national champs. I mean, you guys no longer have Cole Hammer, Cootie Brothers. They've all moved on. But Travis Vick, yourself, a lot of other talent is still with UT. I mean, what what are the goals for you guys this year, you know? I'd say the goal doesn't change. Um, you know, we're trying to win a national championship. That's that's our main goal here at the University of Texas. And and we're going to do everything we can. And and in our power to, to try to accomplish that. Obviously there are, you know, thousands of hours that go into it. It's, it's, you know, there's so many amazing, amazingly talented teams out there mm-hmm. um, this year. And, and obviously not having the cooties and Cole um, is going to be different for sure, but we have three great young freshmen um, that have really adjusted well and are, you know, they're, they have so much talent and they work very hard. And so, you know, we, we all believe in them and, you know, we have Alejandro Gonzalez and, and some other yeah. other guys as well that they can really step up and play really well. And, and, you know, Alejandro started playing pretty well last year at some of the events. And he was one of the main reasons why we won the Paso Tiempo tournament mm-hmm. and played a great final round that counted for us. And, you know, without that, we wouldn't have won the tournament. And so we have, we have, uh, you know, obviously not, it's a different team, not having, you know, you know, three of the, the best amateurs in the world, you know, right. now, yeah. now professionals and are doing great out there. Um, so it's definitely different, but Travis and I need to step up and, and, um, everyone else does too. It's, it's going to be an uphill climb, but I think we're up for the challenge. Absolutely, man. I mean, there's so much talent that, you know, like you said, even though, you know, those guys have turned pro on, you know, but yet you still have some of the best amateurs in the world on the team still. So it's, uh, the talent level still there. And I mean, you guys are going to do everything, you know, you guys can in your power to, you know, to defend. So, I mean, it's, uh, it'll, it'll be really cool. I'm sure going back to Greyhawk as the reigning national champions, it'll be kind of cool. <laughs> I'll wait for it. Absolutely. And I mean, for yourself, do you like to set goals yourself or is it just kind of, you know, the main focus is just kind of going out there playing golf and just prepping for nationals? Absolutely. I, I like setting goals for myself. I try to avoid setting a bunch of result oriented goals. I like um, most of the, you know, finishes or, you know, ranking all of that stuff to take care of itself. I like setting process goals yeah. mm-hmm. where you know, I, I try to take care of things in practice. And if I, if I feel like I can do that, then I feel like I'm prepped for the tournaments and it, it, gives, it puts me in a good state of mind going into the events, knowing that I've done everything in my control to prepare. Um, so I do a lot of, I do a lot of goal uh, based practice. Um, but as far as results go, I think it's just, there's so many things at play as far as, you know, saying, I want to get top 10 in this event, or I want to win this event, whatever your goal may be. I believe that's just, it's too difficult. And, and, you know, if you say you want to get a top 10, you're going to probably end up finishing you know, 10th or, or worse. Um, right. Right. So you want to, you just want to practice as hard as you can and, and take care of your business day to day and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Exactly. I mean, you don't want to put any added pressure on kind of like what you're saying. I mean, those, the progress goals is kind of what, you know, what you want to be doing. Definitely. I think that's a great way to go about it. Cause there's already so much on your plate with college golf and, you know, all, just everything that goes along with it. So you don't need to add any extra pressure. <laughs> And I mean, is there any pressure being the national champion or reigning national champions? Is that, do you feel that at all or not really? To be honest, uh, personally, I haven't felt much of it. Obviously it's early in the year and I'm sure things are going to change, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I think it's just something that, that you look back on as, as, you know, an amazing experience for the team. And, you know, I guess more than anything, it just shows that, that, you know, we're all capable as a team of doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say it just gives us a bunch of confidence that, that, you know, we've done this before, obviously with a different team this year, but, 
you know, if we, if we did it last year, we, we know what it feels like this year. So I'd say it, it instills confidence and sure a little bit of pressure as well that comes along with it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we're up for the challenge. And, and like I said, I believe in all my teammates and, and we're going to work very hard. Can't wait. Absolutely, man. Well, I mean, hey, it's just I'm really looking forward to it as well. And obviously you have one more year after this, you know, you're, but you're on the tail end of your college career. You know, what does it look like after college for you? I mean, professional golf, I'm sure, is in the equation. You know, how do you want to go about that? For sure. Um, obviously, with the, the new PGA Tour U ranking system opens a lot of opportunities for, for college golfers to, to get status on, on tours at a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you need to be top 20 in your class right now. And, and I'm not quite there, but I'm, I'm on the outside looking in. Yeah. So trying to get one of those 20 spots would be, would be, um, would be cool. Um, and, and I definitely want to pursue professional golf for, for a couple of years. And if it works out great, you know, and, and I, I sure hope it does. That's for yeah, sure. absolutely. Well, I mean, you got the resources that, you know, that you need, you you're at the program that develops and produces a lot of PGA tour players and, so, I mean, it's just, uh, I'm looking forward to not only the remainder of your college career, but your professional career as well. And uh, yeah, it should be so cool. It's cool to see, you know, Cole Hammer and the Cootie brothers doing it now. So, I mean, hey, Mason will be right up there with them. <laughs> Hopefully so. And it's been really cool to see all their success. You know, Parker winning on the, on the PGA Tour Canada, mm-hmm. um, you know, Pearson winning on the Corn Ferry Tour, you know, Cole playing in multiple PGA Tour events. You know, those guys were here not too long ago. And and, you know, seeing that is, is really cool. And, and, you know, as a friend, I'm, I'm super happy for them. And, you know, at the same time, it, it shows that, you know, I practice those guys all the time. And, you know, it's 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 not too far away. Obviously, easier said than done. But, yeah, uh, you know, I have to, to work really hard to, to put myself in that position. But I'm going to try to do so. Absolutely. Well, and being buddies and friends with those guys, like you're saying, is, I mean, that's also a plus, too, to get some insight, learn from those guys from your years at UT even and stuff. So it's a... Uh, it's just really cool to be able to be so close to those guys. For sure. For sure. And having a, a, an amazing Texas golf alumni where a lot of them come back to Austin, you know, we have, you know, Scotty comes back a little bit, um, you know, obviously Cole and the cooties, a lot of the pros come back. And so getting to see them and, and to see the way that they practice and pick their brain a little bit is, is, is great as well. Absolutely, man. That, that is so cool. It's got to be kind of, you know, the hair stand on the back of your neck when you see some of those guys walking around, you know, and you're just like, whoa, I, well, I guess more so maybe not for you guys, but I guess for me, it'd be more so, <laughs> <laughs> but that is awesome, man. That is so cool. And um, we're heading to the next section of the show here. I like to call the ham and egg section, just some, for, you know, for fun questions, get to know you a little bit more, but the first one I have for you is, you know, it, it, there's something about Texas that, you know, people love so much. And, you know, I had, you know, Coach Wilkins from SMU on the podcast, and he kind of said, you know, people that either are from Texas and they go, they leave Texas, they always find their way coming back or they just stay in Texas. You know, is, is there something about Texas that people just love so much? I've lived in Texas my whole life. And, and to be honest, I don't foresee myself leaving. Um, yeah. I've, I've loved living here. Um, you know, I grew up in Houston, like I said earlier, and, you know, I've loved my time in Austin and I haven't really been to a place in Texas that I haven't really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that's just because I'm, I'm, I'm accustomed to it and I really like it here mm-hmm. or, or whatever reason, but I do love it here. And from a golf standpoint, you get everything, you get, you know, cold weather, you get hot weather, you get various grasses, you get a lot of wind. Um, you know, it's a great place to, to prepare yourself and, you know, it's pretty centrally located in the country. So travel's not right you can pretty much fly direct anywhere from you know houston or dallas to to anywhere in the country and um you know you kind of get the best of both worlds i think 
Absolutely. Well, and the golf is just amazing as well. And like you said, you know, the weather and you get a little bit of everything. And I mean, geez, it's just like whenever whenever I was recording with Coach Wilkins and he said that, it's like, you know, he he's got something there. Like, that's absolutely right. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like a really awesome place, man. And I've only been there once and but it is just so cool. You know, you know, going there, you were originally from there, going to college there. I mean, you just, you know, live, breathe and eat Texas. <laughs> exactly. That's really awesome. Like that. Yeah, And it was funny because last year, all five of us, they were on the national championship team, were born and grew up in Texas. Obviously, Cootie's wow. from Plano, just mm-hmm. outside of Dallas, and yeah. me, Cole, and um, Travis, you know, within four or five miles in Houston. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was pretty cool that it was, you know, the University of Texas with, you know, uh, you know, five guys that are, that are from Texas. It was cool. Yeah, that's that is really cool. I didn't even think about that. That is absolutely true. Wow. That is just huge accomplishment, man. I mean, just true Texas players, you know, winning it for Texas. That is so cool. <laughs> but, I mean, the next question here for you is kind of about just the game of golf overall. Obviously, you've had a ton of great experiences playing golf. I mean, you've gotten to know a ton of awesome people through it and everything like that. But is there a reason why you love the game of golf? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I love the challenge of the game. I think that's that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, as you know, it, it's a brutal, it's a brutal game. Oh and my gosh. It's going yeah. to beat you down a lot and you're going to have highs and lows. Um, you know, I think it teaches you a lot about life in general. And like you said, you get to meet so many amazing people, mm-hmm. um, you know, fellow competitors, volunteers at events, coaches, whoever it may be, you know, the game of golf, uh, you know, it, it takes you amazing places and you meet so many different people that, you know, can make a difference in your life, you know, later on it's, it's, um, I'm just so thankful that my dad introduced me to this game at a young age and and I'm very happy that I stuck with it. It's crazy. And you can play golf forever. I mean, it's a, uh, it, it's one of the best games ever. I mean, it's just so cool to hear the reasons why you love the game of golf. Cause it's just, there's so many, it's the best sport out there, I think, <laughs> it really is. It really but is. yeah, it's just awesome, man. And to be able to, you know, share it with your dad and stuff too. I mean, it's just the father son relationships you can get with playing golf too is really cool. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Love that, man. Love it. But next question here for you is I, I'm I'm going to probably guess what it is already, but I'm going to ask you anyways, just in case that maybe there's a moment that you think back to. But what's the most memorable golf moment you've had either on the course or, you know, practicing in competition, whatever it is? I mean, I'm trying to think of something that's not a national championship. Right, yeah, I understand. But, uh, <laughs> I'd have the easy answer is definitely that one, um, you know, right. just just being i'd say the team components one of the main main reasons why i'd answer that question like that mm-hmm. it's just that you know to play with five of your best friends and and you know all the hard work that was put in i know i said this earlier but but just the culmination of, of everyone's hard work all the people that helped you get there that's yeah. that's why it's really the most memorable experience is is that you know you think of all the people that came out and supported us at the event and you know all the texas fans all the alumni everybody Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's why I say national championships the most memorable and, and I'm very fortunate to say that I've had many other extremely memorable moments but that's definitely the one that stands out I, I totally understand that and when you talk about the you know the team you know aspect of it all I mean I, I don't care who you are team wins are way better than individual wins because you just you have the atmosphere and especially like you know like you guys that won I mean the five guys from Texas that you all knew each other really well I mean I bet that was just like cloud nine it can't get any better than that it really was, it really <laughs> was. especially in those those few days after that 
as oh, well. Oh yeah. You know, you're somewhat in a, in a state of, I don't know if shock's the right word, but it took a while for it to sink in because, because it was just such a, such an amazing moment that, you know, you, you think the whole year that you can do it, but when it actually happens, it's, it's like, wow, can't, can't believe that, that actually happened. Right. Uh, it's just, that is so cool. And it just history, you know, history in the program. Uh, it's just, that is so cool, man. And I, I don't know how many times I've said it, but just congratulations on that, man. It's oh. just so awesome, man. It's so cool. But um, next one I have here is for junior golfers out there. I mean, obviously you're a junior, you know, you had a, a really good junior career. You committed to UT at such a young age. That's what a lot of, a lot of people dream of. Um, but do you have any advice for junior golfers out there that are looking to better their chances at getting recruited or, or improve their game? For sure. Um, I'd say one of the main things is playing and playing a lot. Um, you know, whether, whether you're going through a slump, whether you're, you don't have your best game, whether you are playing great, playing a lot is something that's going to give you a lot of exposure and college coaches love that. So, so play a bunch um, my second piece of advice would be try not to get too discouraged. This game's brutal. Yeah. There's ups and downs. There's going to be days where you step on the course and, and you have no idea where the ball's going. Um, <laughs> and that's just part of the game. It happens to everyone. Yep. And there's going to be a lot of highs, you know, along the way as well. And you're going to win tournaments. You're going to, you know, you're going to have heartbreak where you, you know, you're, you're winning a tournament and then, you know, you, you fumble down the stretch, but you know, it's a brutal game and, and, you know, you just need to keep your head up. And, and I'd say those would be, that would be my two pieces of advice for, for junior golfers would be play a lot and keep your head up no matter what. Absolutely, man. Keep your head up no matter what I think is huge. I wish I would have realized that as a junior golfer a lot more because you feel like you have to play such perfect golf as a junior, you know, and you got to be, oh, well, I'm not playing in these big tournaments and this and that. But, I mean, yeah. it, coaches will find you some, one way or another. Sure, so sure. Having good body language, you know, a lot of the things that, that you know, you, you would think really aren't considered uh, mm -hmm. are very important you know, the way you handle yourself on the course, um, you know, how you bounce back from a bogey, you know, are, are you emotional or are you going to step up on the next tee with confidence and, and try to bounce back and make a birdie? Those are the, those are very important aspects as well. And so I guess that would be my third piece of advice to add on. Absolutely, man. No, I love the advice. Yeah. I, like I said, I wish there were, there was this when I was a younger, you know, when I was a junior golfer. So I love the advice you're giving out there for people to listen, even if it's just, even if you're not a junior golfer, hey, if you're just a weekend warrior, keep your head up, man. It's a, it doesn't matter how old you are. Golf is just, it can take you down sometimes. So <laughs> there's no doubt. And it will. it will. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Even when you think you're on top of the world and you can't miss a shot, it, it'll, it'll be just like that. <laughs> it'll find a way. That's Absolutely. Um, and the next question is kind of one I've just, um, you know, recently introduced. And of course, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of talk going around with the live tour and this and money being thrown around. I mean, obviously, you know, you're kind of on the tail end of your college career and stuff. I just, you know, hypothetically, let's say live golf were to reach out to you and want to go play. And I mean, what, what would your response be? What are your thoughts on live golf? Gosh, I haven't really to be quite honest, I haven't really thought about it that much. Um, yeah. I'm trying to take care of my business here at the university of Texas and, yeah. and, 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 and see what opportunities present themselves. But obviously, you know, it's, it's an interesting time for golf with, with the emergence of live tour and, you know, all the money that's being thrown around and, and, you know, the PGA tours reaction. So it'll be interesting to see in, in this next year, year and a half, two years, how, you know, the game of golf, professional game of golf changes, you know, as far as, as for myself, I, I'm trying to just play the best golf I can now. And then whatever happens, happens, but I'm trying to let, let that somewhat take care of itself, but good golf somewhat takes care of everything. So, mm -hmm. um, 
that's probably how I'd answer that. Absolutely. Well, and I, and I just know, and I've heard other people say this as well. I mean, growing up, every kid wants to play on the PGA tour, you know, they dream of playing with the pros on TV and, you know, that's all, that's kind of all anybody ever knew. So, I mean, it's, you know, whatever way you look at it, but it's just kind of an, I just like to ask people now, because I mean, you look at like Chikara, Pyatt and Pooch just committed to go there now. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's an interesting kind of route for people that are freshly out of college, I guess. It really is. And it's, it, it's happened so fast, you know, the emergence of the live tour, it just seems like, mm-hmm. you know, it was something that, that was just being talked about, you know, a year ago and, you know, people didn't really know whether it was going to, you know, succeed, fail, even really come to fruition. So yeah, for it to be, you know, for them to have gotten some of the players they've gotten is definitely, definitely interesting. And, um, you know, it, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see in the next year, year and a half, two years, what, you know, how the game of golf is really going to change. And it it definitely will. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, But well, we're heading to the last question here. Um, I always like to kind of, you know, bring it back to kind of maybe people that have been in your support group and, you know, your circle. But I mean, is there a group of people or persons that has really inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? Absolutely. The the first people I'd definitely mention are my parents. Um, You know, my dad introducing me to, to golf at a very young age, going out with him on the weekends, um, you know, playing with him, that was, you know, ultimately that was my first memory playing golf. Um, you know, my mom as well, um, you know, definitely, definitely family would be the first, the first people that, that have supported me along the way. And, you know, I'm just so thankful to have people like that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, coach Fields and, and, you know, coach, coach Coughlin here at the university of Texas and, and JP, obviously now he's at UNLV, but, right. um, you know, having amazing coaches like that, that I've been able to learn from, you know, I've learned so much in these three years and, and I've really been able to absorb, absorb a lot of information, you know, somewhat, you know, similar to a sponge, like just taking in as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, and, and so those people have, have made a big difference and my teammates as well. Um, definitely can't leave my teammates out. I've learned a ton from them, you know, just, just watching the way that, you know, Travis goes about his business, Cole, you know, the cooties, whoever, whoever it may be, um, you know, I support them fully and they support me fully. And, and, you know, I'm just so thankful to have, you know, my teammates, coaches and family that are that are just so so supportive of my golf. And, you know, I wouldn't be here without them. That's for sure. Absolutely, man. And it's like it takes a lot of people to play the game of golf. I mean, you got to have that support system, you know, from your parents to your teammates, to your coaches, to somebody, whoever you look up to. So it's really cool to hear the people that, you know, you you have in your circle and that do that do support you no matter what. So, I mean, it's it's really cool to hear those people and give maybe, you know, some credit. I'm sure you give credit to them whenever you can, but it's nice to, you know, put it out there for them to hear. Absolutely. And, um, you know, like I said, I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for them. So, you know, every single chance I get to, to thank them and, um, you know, I, I, I try to try to go do that. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Owen Auto. Mason, once again, thank you for coming on, man, and wishing nothing but the best in the rest of your time, you know, the rest of this year, but then obviously next year as well. And then just everything that comes after for you, man. Really excited for you. Well, thank you. Thank you again. And uh, thanks for letting me come on. I, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.